we're going to go into some player awards. So we are now live right here. Good morning, good evening, wherever you are around the world. We are in two different time zones. It is myself, Matty G, with Skitty IFS from Insight Podcast Network, right here with Alex Reclean. How you doing, Alex? I'm doing well. Sorry, I'm, my camera's here and you're over here. I'm going to pretend, yeah, I'm doing great. <laughs> Just- this isn't Multiple. weird at all looking at you in my side. How's it going? We, we, I'm good, man. Look, I think the most ex- one of the most exciting things to start off with is you are look, look, I don't know how how exciting is Boston when you have to wear a cable knit jumper like that in the mornings. Oh, I put this on I put this on to get to do this recording so that I look professional. I've been wearing shorts and a sweatshirt all day. I would. I'm. We're okay with you having shorts and a sweatshirt all day. That's completely yeah, Alex, fine. Alex, I think you look fantastic. But if you're in Thank shorts you. and a sweatshirt, mate, that is fantastic. Nothing, nothing wrong with that, mate. But surely, uh, you've got to be excited. You know, Boston Celtics are absolutely rolling at the moment as yeah. well. So, it's it's got to be good over there in Boston. I got to go see the um, Wemby this week. I, I was at the game for uh, Jordan Walsh's debut. Um, yep, Boston. Uh, Wemby's Wemby's first time in Boston. Um, it was a fun game. Uh, it was my first time getting get into a game this season. So, hey, hey, that's crazy as well because when I'm in a group chat with like you know a few of my best mates and everything like, that, and when Jordan Walsh entered the game, man, the chat blew up. We are such oh, a big fan of Jordan Walsh. I mean, obviously, he's got time to go. You know, he's locked down D. He's he's going to be great. He looks like I don't know. Oh, I, actually, I don't want to say what he sounds like, what he looks like. But anyway, what's we he on base for? Forty-eight rebounds per game. He's gonna be <laughs> an absolute walking <laughs> walking per thirty-six monster. The man. Uh, Andre um, Drummond, talking, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> t- talking about monsters. Look, you, I love that you've got a beer in your hand, Skitty. I've got a coffee <laughs> because it is in this room. And Alex, you're you're late enough in the afternoon to have whatever you want in your hand at this point, but never mm. always in hand straight away. We've had our first question. Shout out to uh, Matt Carmody, longtime listener and multiple time messenger. We love that from Maddie. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, I need to drop two out of GG Tillman, Kessler, McConnell, and Lively in a Yahoo Points League. Any suggestions? Mm. Well, one of them's easy. McConnell's, yeah. McConnell's McConnell, easy. yeah. Um, Torres is coming back, so. back any day, and McConnell's been disappointing while Halliburton's been out, anyways. McConnell's easy, so so that dispense with that right away. There's one. Uh, the question yep. is the rest of them points kind of screams a little bit of like, oh, you just dropped out there to too, me. Alex. Your voice just dropped there a second, too. <laughs> All right, looks like he's gone uh, mute. You're is is you you're muted, Alex. He's like, oh yeah. He's like, oh yeah. I just today's my first nope. day. All right. There we <laughs> go. <laughs> What's the internet? Um, yeah, I'm, I would say I, I think, was saying lively is probably my second choice. Yeah, yeah. I'd say lively. I think actually, to be fair, Kessler's points have been really down lately, just mm-hmm. intermittently as well. So I think when I'm looking at it, I'm looking at Kessler's really nice for blocks. But I dropped him in the league because just the minutes there, the 17 minutes or the 13 minutes a night, depending on matchup. It's not going to give you the opportunity that GG and Tillman is. But then again, GG was obviously a horrendous crashing disappointment last game. And everyone was had high hopes. Yeah. This is my new favorite guy in fantasy. Oh, GG is going to be it. And then he wasn't him. So I think those are the three guys that I would look how at. Much, how much of that do we think was was the ma- was something about the matchup? I mean, Concha yeah. was a, a yeah. DNP CD the night before. And then he started and played 27 minutes. Like, that's mm. not going to happen every night. Um, yeah. yeah. And hopefully a lot of that shifts back to I don't know what what about last night was a made it a Conchar game, but um right? Well, Look, Johnny Conchar does yeah, this. I, this is what he does. He just gets these games yeah. where he gets hot and he all of a sudden is like, should I pick up John Conchar? Is a question that you actually have to ask yourself in an absolutely like, yeah. horrendous Grizzlies team. <laughs> One hundred percent. I mean, look, they look. They've got so many injuries that they just need to go on night to night basis, where they just kind of, you know, they they have to like have the adjustment going on the fly. So I think JJ's been fantastic, and isn't that crazy that it's like we're all getting hyped up in fantasy over an eighteen year old in his after his first like what, four games or something like that, and he's just popping off. So yeah, I think like you know you keep riding the JJ train. I mean, obviously, you're going to have up and down nights because he is so young. So it's just how it's going to be. Tillman's obviously got to have the start next to Jaron. 
I, I man, I'll tell you what, I was watching that game so intently last night, and geez, they um they they played so well in that first quarter. Jaron Jackson really showed up, and then they just went to absolute shit, like we all thought they were going to do. So, yeah. th- it's a very interesting Grizzlies game because I think, like you know, there'll be some games where like Canard will go off like he did last night. Conchar will have a couple of good games. Jaron's obviously going to be like the the focal point, but then they've got so many players where it's just like they need to do something to be able to be somewhat competitive. It's yeah, it's a really interesting Grizzlies team. I rate it, mate. Look, it's it's going to be like I know Matrix was saying last weekend. It could be a fantasy goldmine down the stretch just because of the opportunities that are going to present themselves for players. Mm-hmm. And as long as you have them on your target, like on your target and on your radar the whole time. And you can be observant of that. The lesson we can learn right now is that there's obviously a lot of opportunity in Memphis. Who's going to grab it by the scruff of the neck and make a lot out of it? And I think that's what we need to just keep our eye on and and by committee when it comes. Guys, I know, Skitty, you're going to go and play paintball literally in half an hour because you were at a Bucks party weekend, cracking beers at 8 a.m. in the morning, which is our hats are off to you for that one. Alex decided not to wear a hat to take it off (laughs) for you, but... Thanks very much for uh, bringing it down, Alex. Hey, I've got a question for you guys. Favorite <laughs> starting fives to start the NBA season? This is a starting five from you both that is not necessarily your MVPs of the season. I've been, I asked Matrix and Big Horse on the 100th episode special, like who are the guys that you're enjoying watching? So I like picked out Halliburton. I enjoyed Maxi. I enjoyed, you know, these are the guys that we're talking about. Who, who, Skitty, I'll give you because you, it's, I'm throwing you under okay. the bus. Yeah. Well, Hit that's a up. common reoccurrence on this show, isn't it? You just throw me under the bus and give me absolutely no fucking warning before you ask me No warning. So, I read that. Um, well, obviously, it comes with no surprise. Um, my point guard, it, it's obviously Tyrese Halliburton. He's my boy. I've got him in so many leagues. I just love so watching leagues. him. I love how he controls an offense. I think he's just fantastic. And, yeah, I, I can't give him enough praise. Um, my shooting guard, I'm going to go with... Uh, I've been pleasantly surprised with Derek White. Um, I really, really rate his uh, his defense and like just the little like one percent kind of things that um, he does uh, for the Boston Celtics. As I've said before on this show, actually, and Alex, can I, I ask you with that? What's what's the fan? You're in Boston. You're like so you know the sports media around that way. What's the word on Derek White this season? People have been over the moon. Everyone's happy. Yeah. I, He's got like one of the highest approval ratings of a Boston athlete in, in, <laughs> since Mookie Betts. Like, I mean, wow. Cer- like, like certainly in the last five years, um, you know, you got to go back to like peak Tom Brady to, to get someone who's disliked by the, t- <laughs> by, by the Boston media um, and by the fans. The fans love him. Um, it's yeah. it's every everyone is in on Derek White. It, it helps that. It helps that no one's expecting him to be a superstar. We're not mm. looking at him. We're not looking at him. We we want him to play defense like Marcus Smart and yeah. not play <laughs> offense like Marcus Smart. And he is exceeding those two options. Exceeding expectations. Exceeding expectations. <laughs> yeah. Well, truly above. So. We got those. We've got we've got those two. So that's your uh, backcourt. There you've got uh, Halliburton and Derek White. Skitty, who's your uh, frontcourt? Also, too, I feel like as well, Derek White's that kind of player that, like, as much as, like, you know, as good as Boston are, everyone else just kind of, like, you know, you know, a bit of fuck fuck the Celtics kind of vibe because, you know, they're so good. They won so many championships, all that kind of stuff. But, like, I feel like there's no one that can really be, you know, against Derek White just yeah. because he is such a good bloke. And he's, like, and he's good at basketball and he does everything that's up to me. So, yeah, I'm big fan of Derek White. So I'm glad me and Alex are just like on the same page of that. It's it's cute. Um, small forward. Now, this is a great question. I have no fucking idea. Um, I can't. Well, how's this? I'll, I'll let you think about your, I'll let you think about, I'll let you think about your front court. Alex, who's your back court? Who's your two? Uh, oh, okay, well, I, have, I have a clarification question. To be clear, we're talking about like, are we talking about fantasy or like actually fantasy? Okay, fantasy, okay. fantasy or watching. It's just even guys you enjoy. Like, who's your fantasy? Right. I'm, I'm calling it fantasy. Well, it's a so, fantasy so, show, but it's really a fucker. Who are your favorite two guys? Like, if, you're, if, you're, if it's watching, then like Halliburton <laughs> has to be there. But um, yeah. if we're talking from a fantasy perspective. I mean, who's happier than a, than someone who drafted Tyrese Maxey this season? Um, mm. Like, I, 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 he's he's I like I like kind of saw it coming, but I like didn't have the courage of my convictions to like go full in on it. 
Um, and, and that's my, my biggest disappointment is just like not trusting myself to like, really just like, be like, no, like Maxi is going to be my guy. I'm going to hammer it. And, and I'm, yeah. and, and I didn't do that in that. And that's on me, but like, he's, he's even done better than my optimistic case. Um, he's been so fun to roster. And I mean, everyone who's, I can't imagine, has anyone traded away Tyrese Maxi this season? Like everyone's I'm, just along for the ride and having a great time. I, I had a trade. This is one of the things that broke my heart. I had a trade for him one day before the trade with Harden went through to the Clippers, and it was all good. It was Bogdan Bogdanovich and Kobe White for Tyrese Maxey was the, was the trade. And this was before pre-Harden. Mm-hmm. And everyone absolutely like just, like just hated on it so intently. Like, that's horrible. Kobe White shit. Bogdan Bogdanovich is anyone. Okay, yeah, so he's all the, right. Kobe White's been really bloody good. And yeah. Bogdan Bogdanovich will win the sixth man of the year. Probably so. Whoa, whoa, know, whoa, 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 whoa! Let's not take away his, from Karis third of how good he's playing. All right. You oh, shut up, Cavs fans! Shut up, shut hey, up, yeah, Cavs fans! Yeah, You've had beers yeah, already yeah. in the morning. You're fine. By the way, just because, because this is like so egregiously out there for Donnie Sicario. Uh, who's yeah, I know. Jeez. How, how's, how's Donnie? I, I, I'm a big fan of Donnie. Hey, come on, I'm in here just shitting on Alex, like our special guest. That's like, not, Donnie, don't do that to the guest, Don. That's brutal. That's brutal. <laughs> but so, so you've got Ma- so Maxi and Halliburton under so back to your back to your front court, Skitty. Who you got there now? Well, no, no, oh, I was yeah, actually going to go for a second oh, one because yeah. oh. Halliburton is for watching, but like fantasy, he's been what I expect. Um, the other one for fantasy that that I've ha- I've just really enjoyed has been Grayson Allen. Um, you know, he's oh, nobody's okay. favorite player. Wow. Yeah. He's not no. the most fun to watch, but Great he's take. been exceptional. He's been exceptional. It, it's it, the fact that his roster rate is not, is, is still below 70% is absurd. Mm. Um, he, he's streaming. He's, top streaming he's been great. The guy's a streamer. He, he make, he's making people's weeks every time. He's huge. He's, he's been excellent. And, and I've, been holding him most of the season in several leagues and I've been delighted with it. Um, he's also 30th over the past three weeks, but also yeah. too, let's, you know, he's been great for fantasy. Let's just also not forget that he is an asshole and let's not forget that. He was created in a laboratory <laughs> that spent decades <laughs> trying to craft the perfect Duke villain. And honestly, yeah. hats off to the scientists. I, like yeah, <laughs> I, actually, I actually have um uh Duke hat. I was a big Duke fan growing up. Um, like one of my biggest was, was a Duke. Mm. Went to Duke, and so I rooted for them until until I was older. Um, yeah. <laughs> now we got to get into Kiski. I know that you are on a clock. Let's go front courts. Yes, you got the back. I, That's a great take as well. Grayson Allen is one that you know does slip under people's radar because it is Grayson Allen, but he has yeah. been nothing short of exceptional this year. Yeah, I do apologize as well. So for clarification, I am on a box weekend and I do have to go paintball <laughs> in about three minutes. So I'll quickly run through these and I'm yeah, going to let you go. You got 15 go minutes. You said 8.30. Yeah. You got 15 minutes. I, I do, but unfortunately we uh, we messed up how long it's going to take to actually get there and we forgot about <laughs> we have to do the actual rules to get there. So I do apologize. I'm going to have to leave shortly. Um, small forward. I feel like it's been a hard one because, like, you know, a lot of the small forwards, you've just kind of been, like, expecting what they're going to be. Um, I don't classify him as a small forward, but uh, he is a small forward eligible on ESPN. So I'm going to say Paolo Benquero. Um, I feel like besides his percentages, which are dog shit, I feel like Paolo has just been exceeding all expectations and he's been doing it because of his assist rate has bumped up massively. And then also he's been able to get some defensive stats. So I've been riding high on Paolo. I was a higher on Paolo than most other people coming in because I didn't give a shit about the percentages. If you don't care about the percentages, Paolo is fantastic to watch. If you do care about the percentages, then it's a tough watch. I'm coming. Um, Power forward, <laughs> power forward. Um, who am I going to say for power forward? I, I guess it might be like, I mean, Jalen Johnson from Atlanta. He's been a massive spark. Um, he's been fantastic. And then center-wise, oh, center. I mean, there's been a few disappointments, but I mean, how can you not go past Joel Embiid of how good he's playing? I feel like this is actually his um, MVP. MVP yeah. Yeah, I, don't, I, feel, I still feel like he didn't deserve it last year. It was still Jokic, but... I feel like this year he's really turning it up and he's showing that he is like the most dominant player in the NBA. 
Nice. Well, Skitty, I know that you have to. I know that you have I to do, do have because to I know up. that there's. I, I know apologize. that there's guys. <laughs> so all I'm going to do is this. I'm going to remove you and make this a seamless me and Alex pod now because I you're going to go you boys. shoot people with fake weaponry, which is fantastic, yeah. and make sure I, that you all the best, off. my boys. Good to Appreciate see you. Appreciate it. Out have a good one. Get out of here, <laughs> here Skitty. Take care. Oh, geez, mate. What a time to be alive. Good to see you. You too. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Uh, Jalen is a Jalen Johnson, probably a solid take. Maybe the waiver wire pickup of the year, right? Like, is anyone, has anyone who has anyone who started the year, like basically universally unrostered been better? Um, I not, no one's jumping to mind. I've got the ranks in front of me. Um, and I'm not, I don't think no, there's one single not. guy that everyone saw coming. I thought everyone was going to see a leap from him with John Collins gone moving off the board in Atlanta. I thought that was that was like they they did that for a reason to open up Jalen Johnson. We could see there was going to be a potential, but not this. Like he was like no. a last round flyer yeah. pick. Exactly. Like he was like he was like your hundred pick, hundred and thirtieth pick, hundred and fortieth. In fact, what else? I can actually go into one of my ESPR into my Yahoo League because he was on the waiver wire. You know when he got injured because he still hadn't mm. found his form early in the right. season. And so he was like, what do we do with Jalen Johnson? He's around. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to take a flyer on this guy for when he comes back. And I don't want to look back, hopefully. And I haven't. Like, I've been, like, overwhelmingly. And one of my biggest things was I got him in one league, but I was in a really tight race in another league. So I had to wait for a – you know how the schedule drops and you can't make an ad until that guy's played? Yeah. So I, I waited until that to make – and then someone just snuck in about an hour beforehand and saw him sitting there. And I, that absolutely broke my heart. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Um, so I guess for, for the rest of my, my starters, I'd, I'd probably go Bane for my mm-hmm. small forward. I like, um, I thought about Paolo as well, but as, as, as he was saying, the, um, the percentages have just been so tough. Uh, and yeah. I, Bane's been fun. He's been the bright, the bright spot for his team. Um, yeah. It's just been fun to see see him developing into a star, um, and then I'm gonna go two forward, two centers, and pretend that one of them counts as power forward. On some sites, <laughs> one of them does. Um, um, Hartenstein, well, he's he's a yep. Hartenstein is, is who I'm saying right now. Um, I, I... Uh, Hartenstein was actually one of my most drafted players this off season. Uh, because of the, a number of deep leagues I'm in, uh, like not a, someone I was drafting in a normal 12 team league, but um, I did get him in a lot of, of team of, of deeper formats. And so having him has been great with, you know, got a little lucky with um, lucky for me, not for uh, Mitchell Robinson, Mitchell. but that injury, yeah. injury has certainly, certainly helped. Um, and, and Sangoon, my, my guy, my, my. You were high on Shane Sangoon. I yeah. actually, I, I mean, confession, like I don't have Shangun anywhere this year because I actually thought as much as I love him and have been all over him from the moment he was drafted, um, I actually thought his ADP might have been a little high this year. And no, no, he's he's done better than his ADP. He's been great. Yeah, he has been. And I think this is what everyone kind of wanted for him. Yeah. Uh, you know, we wanted this for him. We, we want good things for you. Albie, we want good things for you. And then it came to fruition. And then I don't think any of us have looked back ever since. And I think that's the thing that we need to keep in mind as well, that we we should probably, when, we, when we're doing these, we should absolutely look to add guys who we want to have, but not an aggressive ADP. We don't want to mm-hmm. go and pursue guys when we draft. Just because we love them, we don't want to see them go off the board to someone else. We don't necessarily want to jump two or three rounds right. to make that happen because that loses us value or anywhere else. But those, I think we had another one in chat here. This is a really interesting question from Kflo, who's coming in a few times. Morning, evening, gents, wherever you are. Not. What's the juiciest NBA rumor you want to happen? during the deadline oh, that I want to happen or that I think is going to, Oh man, it's going to happen. I'll have to pull up the depth charts and take a quick scan. Um, I try actually to really check out on the rumors um, just because so many of them are subterfuge and uh, you know, I'll I'll react when it happens. Um, Although let me see. Um, I think, yeah, this is one of the things that I did expect today. That the Dejounte Murray to the Lakers saga is just so ongoing. It's I didn't see them making that trade, especially because D'Angelo Russell would have to be involved. So I've always questioned his fit in Atlanta, unless there was a third team getting involved to facilitate him moving away from Trey Young. 
I think it's always for me, the Lakers is the juiciest because there is always a trade around a LeBron team around the deadline. So I think for me, not the juiciest is there just seems to be movement around him. Uh, even Colin Sexton and Matt Company message, Colin Sexton has been great lately. He has been, and he's even been linked to the Lakers now. So I always just find the intrigue that swirls around a LeBron James team really interesting because they generally have ripples. I think it's like a spy versus spy comic. You know, you make this trade. I want to make another trade and outdo you and outdo you every single time. So I think that's one of the probably the juiciest things because I think some people will wait until see the Lakers do and then make their the, plays. The trade, I don't think it's going to happen, but the trade I want to happen the most is I want Indiana to get rid of Isaiah Jackson. I want him to go to a place where he's going to get one, more than 20 minutes per game, and two, mm -hmm. consistent night-to-night -night usage. At least let us know ahead of time like what we're going to do. Because right now you're sort of in that obnoxious world of like, you know, when he's going to play 20, 23, 24 minutes, he's great and rosterable even in a sort of standard 12-team league, but some nights he's going to go back to 10 minutes and we don't know ahead of time what that is. And and it's kind of infuriating. He's so good per minute. Um, I would I would love to see him go somewhere else, even if he doesn't become a starter, just to have a consistent role. I, unfortunately, I don't. I think Jalen Smith is more likely to get traded than Isaiah is. Um, so I don't. I don't. I don't know that this is necessarily in our future. But that's the one I would like to see. I do see the Pacers sit on their hands sometimes. So it was really like, I was really happy to actually see them make, like, yeah. and I know I say that and they're a team that's active, but they do sit on their hands with these guys for a while. Like they do, like they, are we going to trade? Yeah. It goes back to the Miles Turner and the Buddy Heald saga for a couple of years there. They're going, they're going, they're going. And, and they and, don't go. And Goga. I mean, they, they sat on Goga for years and he's another one who I considered for my center spot for our list earlier. He's been solid this year. And in a, and in a role which is per minute, like pretty shitty. Let's be honest. Like that was that's been a, that's a bit. If you like, but at the same time, really really good. If you only have to go and do your job well for twenty minutes a night, yeah. Because this is the thing which happened. Like it was all Wendell Carter Jr. And Wendell Carter Jr. had his first decent game. I think it was against Utah. Okay, like, yeah. I can't remember what it was, but I remember it was like the last minute and a half. They were up, and it was such an innocuous. Like when he grabbed for the ball, it was so innocuous. Like, ah, oh, I've corked it, you know. And, and if you're a basketball player, you know that happens all the time. Like, it yeah. goes, ah, that hurts like hell, you know. Like, pop, oh, of course. And that's what it looked like, but it was much more severe than that. Gogarin and Mo obviously had to run that center spot for them for a long time, and they're like, you know what, these guys are good, man. Yeah. And so, yeah, these these bring him in. Let's let these two fellows run our center spot. We don't even need Wendell Carter Jr. And that's been the other interesting rumor that Wendell Carter Jr. is now on the move potentially as a result of his injury. So I think there's a lot of things we can glean. I know some people have made him as a waiver wire pickup this week and he's been hollow. Like the points are nice. The percentages have been okay. So they're a good boy. But I see him possibly as a streaming target until there's consistency around his role at the same time. Yeah, he's it's not hard. Someone I want to hold. No, I definitely want to pull him into my team, use him where I need to, get a win, and then see where I need to move in for the next week. So I think that's been the juicy. Is there anyone that's like underlined that's been sneaky under the radar for you that you think is going to be a small move? Like the um, Toronto, any more Raptors movement? Because I'm um, hearing they're not done. I... I I don't. I would. I don't think they're done. But what? Um, I'm. What about how, what's going on on the Wizards? Like, uh, if no, no, no. Seriously though, what? like, no, it is. It's a good question. Like, it is. I. I would love to see Kyle Kuzma get traded. Yeah. So like, he's not. If he's your one, not your lead player, you're not going to be a good team. But I do think he could be a fourth starter on a good team. No, so he like, was a great Laker, a great Laker in that role as another option. And if he gets that back, I see yeah. him being better. And he can I'm be that. He can be anywhere. Boston. Yeah. Oh, no, actually not Boston, but any team, any from, team where from, he doesn't need to be the big dog. From a basketball standpoint, it would be fun to see him in games that matter. And from a fantasy standpoint, it, I would love to see, um, I would love to see if Koulibaly's minutes could get, could get hiked up a couple like yep. if if Avdia or Kuzma get traded, could we see Koulibaly get up from he's like at twenty six right now? Could we see him get up to thirty minutes per game? Which prob 100%. it probably is enough 
to get him on on rosters with how good his defense is. So that's an, I think and that's he, a, a possible one that I'm tracking. And I think his defense, along with Gafford, would be a really nice long-term fit there in Washington. And yeah. they've just picked up as well. He had a massive, massive game last one. Marvin Bagley. Like, oh that was God. that was wild. Like, toot toot on the Marvin Bagley train. I <laughs> I was like, do I do I add this guy? I'm no. so inherently not, not, not looking no. at his name and being like, I, no. I see Bagley, I think bagel. I just think cream cheese. I, it's all <laughs> I'm doing. I just want to nosh on a bagel every single time I see the man's name. And I saw that line and I was like, oh, Jesus, he's gone and done it. He's got everyone's hopes up again. It's not going <laughs> to happen. happen. It's not going to happen for a long time as well. I mean, but no, I think until they make Jones, a trade, though, until they but make Tyus a trade, Jones isn't rumored as well. But, but Ty, this is that you've heard the Tyus Jones rumors. He, yeah. They've just bought him in this year. That's really interesting for me there, Alex, because. Yeah. Why would you bring in such a talented point guard who is better than Jordan Poole, in my mind? Like, uh, I think he's a – yeah. I think it's because they're a poorly managed team. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we had uh, we had this one here too. Uh, hello, guys. Uh, chances – oh, this is an interesting one. Uh, Bagley cuts into Gafford's production going forward. It was – no. Uh, yeah. Gafford is pretty safe there. Gafford, I think Gafford Gaff- is pretty safe. It, Gafford is safe and he's better than Bagley. And yep. at the moment, the the Wizards only have two centers. So unless they acquire someone in a trade, then they're in a position where it's all Gafford and, and Bagley anyways. And there's enough minutes available. You, Gafford only plays, what, 20? Is he, He's averaging 26, 27, 8, 28, 9, 9, 8. Yeah, there, there's plenty of minutes left for Bagley to be at least a streaming option um, without cutting into Gafford's role. Um, so no, I'm not worried about Gafford at all. Uh, he's, he's a better player and they don't have enough centers for it to matter. No, hundred percent there. We've got another one is there is uh, Brogdon. Here's the one from Matt Carmody. Uh, Brogdon could be traded. I'd like to see him come back to the Bucks. He's a perpetual trade machine. This boy, yeah. he goes like Brogdon, I think yeah. is the most like, He'll be one of these guys who gets about 12 jerseys in his locker by the end of his career because I don't know what it is about the president, but people just – I don't know if it's injury history or his leadership or where he it. ends up. But And I, I think, think it's, it's the, the injuries. Yeah, I think it's by and beware. We all saw his trade get shut down with the Clippers earlier this season, and then he gets traded anyway on a team, and then he comes out in sometimes in Portland and plays like an absolute wizard. Not that I would ever like to see him in the Washington Wizards. I think he is too good for the Wizards. I mean, you know, obviously we're not scouts and we don't see these people's like medical or whatever, but um, the consistent rumor is that um, if Brogdon didn't have the worst medicals in the draft process of all time, it's just because he was second to um, to Porter Jr. Um, and that those two, their medicals were so much worse than anything anyone had ever seen from a serious prospect. Um, and everyone needs to think as well. Like that was you're right because Porter Jr. was seen to be a, a, a lottery pick. He was like a top five, like well, top, he two. Was, top two, top two. Yeah. He was, yeah. This guy was like, this is like the future. His whole family are hoopers. He is like he's the he's the new Kevin Durant was the word on the street. Like you know this big seven foot kind of yeah. guy, wrangly, got a shot, can rebound, can do everything. His back was, <laughs> yeah, mangled mangled but the nuggets took a flower on him they've got we've got nothing better to do than take this pick now it's like the cam whitmore situation when a guy just falls into your lap at a a point you've just got to say it's the best player on the board like in fantasy you know when the player drops you like this is the best player on the board let's put him in rehab for a year and see where it goes and it's been a long process for the nuggets Mm -hmm. but the result has been an nba championship so it's it's not I mean, it's the it's been the strategy for a lot of the great teams right now. You know, yeah. the Nuggets took players who fell and held on to what was best. You know, Bull Bull was, was similar. It didn't work out as well. But p- part of the point is you're taking these high upside players who are falling and, and hoping. Um, you know, the 76ers, it's not just that they were tanking for so long, but the players they took with the tank were Nerlens and Embiid, yeah. these guys who might have been number one picks had they not gotten hurt and fell because of injury, and some of them worked out. And one of them now is one undisputedly one of the best players in the NBA. 
Like, like this is it. And also, I love that he's still come back to the show because he's obviously in the car right now and he's listening to his skitties. Decided two steals and three boxes is unheard of. Drop his ass when Gaffer comes back. Not worth it in eighteen minutes. No, it's not. It's absolutely not what you want to do. Uh, another one here from Joseph Kim, Kevin Love or Keontae George. Uh, ROS value in sixteen team nine cap punting blocks and turnovers. I'm just, I, I just say Keontae because yeah. I love. I, I just love the upside with him. I think he's got a nice role off the bench there. We haven't seen a healthy Miami Heat. Oh, I, look, look at this. Skitty, I got you, boys. <laughs> we'll just, what we'll do is we'll just have questions pop up and we won't say anything. We'll talk about a completely different topic and let Skitty <laughs> read the screen and then have him play text messages in the live chat. Uh, I'm, I'm Keontae George all the yep. way. I don't think we've seen the best of um, with the best of him to come. Are, are you agree yep. there? Do you like what you've seen from Keontae this season? Completely. I'm very high on him. Very excited about him. Um, I think he's already exceeded expectations. And, you know, I don't think that, you know, the Jazz might stick around and, and make a play for the playing tournament. Uh, I think that that They're is pesky. less like they are. But I do think that that is less likely and the more likely scenario is they fall a little bit and they let Keontae get some more minutes and get some more run. Um, and and just the value of assists in a 16-team league is, is massive. hard to catch. But that's that's double-digit assists you can get out of this guy in a game. Yeah. Like, you're not going to get that. And especially if Colin Sexton does get moved, whether it be to that rumored Lakers trade or to anywhere in the NBA. Like, there's 20 other nine teams out there that if Colin Sexton, if the, if the young bull goes anywhere, Mm-hmm. it's 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 Keontae minutes immediately yeah. that it's impacted by that one. He'll be one of the hottest ads on the waiver wire 100% that day. Cheers to you too. Uh, talking about rookies, because I haven't got to talk to you much about the rookies since the uh, since the season came up there. What's been uh, what's been some of your favorite things to start off with playing this season and being their upside? Because you did see the other night, Victor Wenbanyama in the flesh versus the Boston Celtics. Yeah. Tell me about watching the big guy go to work and what was that like in the audience and what was just... Because you're in an in an opposition audience, you're you're a Celtics guy. You're there. It's TD Garden, but then this generational talent walks into the place. What was the vibe in the room for that? Um, I mean, the it was a nice situation where we, uh, I think, pretty much everyone felt relatively confident in the win, uh, even before tip off, <laughs> and so we were all able to enjoy. Um, we were all able to just enjoy and appreciate Wemby, who's just not human. He does stuff that he does stuff that doesn't make sense. He, he's grabbing balls so far away from the rim, and he's so much taller than everyone else out there. You know, um, um, what's his face? Our our backups, Cornette. Um, yeah. Cornette's like, I, th- I believe he's the third tallest player in the NBA right now. And he is a shrimp co- next to Wemby. Um, I think it's Wemby, Porzingis, and Cornette are the top three in the league uh, in terms of height. And and Wemby's not just a little taller. Like, he's obviously sitting in the bleachers way up high, clearly much taller. Um, and and he's just, but he's incredible. He He, he moves like nothing I've ever seen before. And we were saying when we were DMing back and forth, they decided to roll him out there for an extra 27 minutes the other night. And his cap's supposed to be 24. They're just like, just let him go and cook in 27 minutes. And it's the thing for me when I love it is his post play, when he has that ball up and he turns his back to the rim on that little angle, he's holding a ball at basket level away from everyone else on a basketball court. It's like he's just got that in the post and he can do with that anything in his directions and his vision as well is absolutely exceptional. Talking about that, we've got them. We've got a whole bunch of games today coming up and we should start with them because we do a daily rundown to see who we like and any notes of interest from each of these teams for your daily rundown. Usually Skiddy and I do a parlay. You call them par- you call them parlays. You do a, like we call them multis here in Australia. So we do a multi bet on who over unders. And I know Skiddy that you're listening and he will put some advice in there. I can guarantee you what he likes straight away. We've got uh, the San Antonio Spurs versus the Charlotte Hornets today. I think one of the biggest uh, newses for this one is that Mark Williams may be dead, and we just have not been told yet. Um, I, I think this is an absolute. This has been an atrocious waste in an NBA fantasy season for the upside that he had. Steve Clifford's come out and said he just sounded innocuously indifferent about his return. He was like, "He'll might be back." Shrug. It's, I, I hate this. I, at least they finally told us he's now week to week. Um, yep. <laughs> but like he was day to day for a month. Um, yep. 
you know, Aiton was day to day for three weeks. I, I hate this trend of teams just like, nah, we're not going to tell. And you it's that. the tanking team. It's the shitty teams as well. It's not like yeah. everyone cares. Yeah. Let's it, let's oh be honest. This, if it, this was the Boston Celtics and it was like Kristaps Porzingis, everyone would be going nuts about it because it's obviously a yeah. contending team. But it's the Charlotte Hornets in Portland. We don't care. We know you suck and going nowhere. We know you're kind of tanking. This is, but just be honest about the situation there. Uh, questionable as well is Nick Richards, his replacement there. Gordon Hayward, possible trade candidate. He is still, he is still away about a week or two coming back from his injury. Uh, today in the bottom, in the in the tanking teams, Athon, today, the San Antonio Spurs or the Charlotte Hornets, who do you think is going to get the win here? I mean, I think the Spurs are a more serious team. Mm. I think that they're, I think, I think that they're like it hasn't gone well, but they've got real player. I I I, don't, I mean I know that they're the Hornets are favored, but the Spurs seem like they're actually like trying and stuff. I, 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 yeah, and and Wemby's out I'm, tonight. Zach Collins is questionable coming back as well, which is good to see yeah. that Zachy Collins is coming back in with the center spot today. So they're gonna. Oh, you're right. Gonna, Wemby's out though. They're not gonna win with Wemby out though. They're not. Yeah, they're not gonna win. With they Wemby just out. don't have enough talent with Wemby out. That explains. No. That explains. If I was like, I was like, why is it four and a half? That doesn't make sense. Right, yeah, Charlotte by four and a half, and the overs two thirty five. They're just going to score a shit load of points. The next one today is Philadelphia on Orlando. Uh, it's Philadelphia by five, which I think they can cover this spread very easily. Of course, uh, Franz Wagner, who was starting to hit his stride, is still out for another couple of games, so he's looking to return in week fourteen. Uh, no real injuries for the rest of them. Basically, yeah. this one. Who are you liking here? Um, I mean, yeah, the 76ers, um, I, I almost wonder if like you could even go the under, even though it's a low 222, which is low this season. I like, I could see that, that game going kind of slow and, and, um, and both teams sort of like, you know, putting their defense in it. Um, especially with Chumaro he's not exactly going to generate a lot of offense. You Chumaro yeah. they're, they're, they're good <laughs> defensive teams. They really are. Denver and Boston. This is going to be an absolute cracking game in town tonight. Yeah. I don't know if you are you gonna be are you able to are you able to get there in three hours? Just be able uh, to be like thank you, wife and kids. I'm just gonna go and check out the, the game. Yeah, let, me um, let me ask her. No, she's got a deadline <laughs> in 10 minutes. I can't interrupt her. <laughs> um, uh, you got KP. Uh KP is off the injury report. So is Derek White. Eric Gordon is probable for tonight's look, Boston by seven. And over under 234, Boston by seven is a clear favorite. I think it could be a lot closer than this. I would expect it to be closer than this, but I do also expect Boston to hold out at home. Um, uh, you know, with I, I do expect uh, Porzingis and White to play. And um, this is a game that Boston has been talking about. People were talking about, you could hear people, you know, I heard multiple people in different directions, just like walking through the stadium on Wednesday, talking about uh, this, this game, game on Friday. Yeah. Um, there was almost more conversation about that than there was about Wemby. Um, I think that people know this game is coming. People care about this streak. Um, I think Celtics are going to be ready and focused. Uh, Denver is excellent. I, I, you know, you're not supposed to bet. You're not supposed to like middle it with, uh, yeah. Bet Boston to win and Denver plus seven, but <laughs> I do think it'll. I do. I do think it would be under the spread, but Boston still to win. This is more of a test for Boston than it is for Denver. When you're the reigning NBA champions and you've had yes. a solid season despite injuries and ins and outs to your lineups, that's fine. And there's nothing really from a fantasy lens you can grab here for a stream in an eight game day when it's two of the best teams in the NBA. Like there's there's yeah. other and better options from a fantasy perspective out there. But this is more of a test for Boston to show that they are championship contenders coming out of the East, and and put a few put a few haymakers on Denver just to see where it goes. And and their lineup with KP, this is what we want to see with Drew Holiday out there. It's an interesting matchup, and I think it's going to be a heck of a game because they're interchangeable. But Denver is just so long and wily. Uh, Gordon being probable, it was the only red herring in the mix for us. I think he takes the court, and we'll see where that goes from that one. We've got Phoenix and New Orleans. This is another one that I am really curious by. New Orleans are the favorites by two. There are no major outs for the team apart from Bol Bol because everyone was loving some Bol Bol action for Phoenix earlier this a few weeks ago. 
this is another one which is a really interesting Western Conference race because the Pels, since the end season tournament, have kind of grown up and got their shit together a little bit, to be fair. And yeah. I think that was, I think they kind of just stirred it, the pot a little bit, the Lakers, just putting an absolute blow on them in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And Phoenix have looked good. Yeah. With your boy Grayson Allen and and Booker, uh, sorry, and uh, and Beal back in the lineup, what are your thoughts there? It's th- this is just I think the sixth or seventh game all season that the Suns will have their actual starting lineup, um, so they're still very much getting the feel for each other. Um, I, I I maybe I'm just like you know crap, classic national media elite not not giving the Pelicans their respect. Um, I don't, I don't know if I count as national media elite, but, uh, international, me- international media elite, <laughs> yeah, we're right. in Australia, right. we're in Boston, international media. Oh, it's yeah. fine. Um, but I, I don't really trust them as much in this. And I do, um, the, the sun's having their full lineup together. Um, I I've been impressed. Um, and you know, Grace and Allen's just going to drop another nine threes and, uh, <laughs> um, but, but yeah, I mean, I hope it's a good game. Um, but I, I would expect the Suns to to pull this out. This is an interesting one. The Atlanta Hawks versus the Miami Heat. Jimmy Butler will suit up today. Uh, Miami is favored by seven against an Atlanta Hawks that presumably can never play defense. Can I just ask, have you is been... that allowed? What was that? Is defense? defense allowed? No. Okay. Yeah. Not that... if you're Atlanta. If you're Atlanta, you have to boycott defense and just try and win by offense alone. That's that's just the soul driving. Like it just seems like that's what they do. It's working for the Pacers. It's working for the, the over the over under of the last two Pacers games and Pacers and Atlanta Hawks games have been the highest ever overs <laughs> in NBA history. And Skitty was on the pod. And with one me of going, them went over, right? <laughs> two of them went over. I think was there a they third both? one? How many times have they played? Think, is it two or three two, times? I think, I think they've played twice. I think I think they played twice because the first one and they went. I think it went no, it went over both times only because of uh, Indiana killed them because Skitty he's probably there. There I could see Hawkins having a bigger role by the way for the New Orleans Pelicans. Yeah, he's been playing really well. Yeah. They've been a really good competent team. The one thing that I'm keeping my eye on actually with New Orleans is I don't know if Dyson Daniels is going to be around in that team for too long. Australian bloke because I'm they've got a lot of just little fringy talent there. They need to make more minutes for Najee yeah. Marshall. I think you know they've got Trey, Trey Murphy. Murphy. Trey yeah, Murphy's Trey Murphy. Minutes are low still, and, and I, I dropped him. I had to drop him this week, and that killed me because I love Trey Murphy, but the yeah. minutes weren't there. And I was like, "That's I've got to I've got to get a Grayson Allen. Yeah. If Grayson Allen's on my waiver wire, oh yeah, and they're playing him. on the same night, you've got to yeah. have him. Like, yeah, he's just, much. You, he's just ob- objectively better fantasy player than Trey Murphy right now. And 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 God knows, I wish it wasn't so. I want a season yeah. last year on the back of on the back of him. Like I had to make a tactic. I, yeah. I lost Cade Cunningham in the first couple of weeks last season yeah. and I had to trade away and I picked up Trey Murphy on a whim and he has been, that worked out great. Like, he worked out fantastically well. So I've yeah. like, my hat's off to the fella and he's, you know, when those guys, I think we get, it's really it's the ch- separation of church and state <laughs> in, in fantasy. The, the guys that we love or we have, we're tending to by our, our adoration or our respect for what they've done in our fantasy teams. Like we get, invested in these guys who we've never met in our entire lives who we just see statistics come up and up and that's what makes fantasy such truly a special experience i think as the user is the engagement that we have with with finding these gold mines of guys like trey murphy so you always want good things for these guys that being said we never want bad things for anyone because we always we don't want people injured we we want to see the best out there in the world so oh here we go another one back to this one yes yes straight away admiral nita Absolutely. And also, I love the name. Uh, is he a stash? Yes, he is. And I actually don't think he's a stash. I think he's a playable person. Yeah. Oh, do you think Utah is trying to make the playoffs and keep Keontae on the bench? Look, it's what, what's your response there, Alex, for this question? They're going to try to make the playoffs until they're not. You know, I, yeah. I, I think that I think that we we can. Danny Ainge has, has we've got experience. Oh, your mic just dropped again, mate. Did I do it again? There you uh, go. You're back. Again? You're back. Back. You're back. It's a little bit. It's a little bit. It's a little bit. It's a little bit foggy, but it's here. All right. What about there now? you go? Maybe. Perfect. There we go. Perfect. Um, I, you know, we saw this with Danny Ainge. Um, I think it was Marcus Smart's rookie year. Um, where 
everyone in Boston was saying tank, tank, tank. Let's, you know, we're not going to be any good. And we made the playoffs. I think it's like the eight seed. And that yep. playoff experience was great for Marcus. It was great for the team. It was great for our building, um, uh, you know, the culture and, and whatever that, that was happening there. And at this, on the other, on the flip side of it, you have what was happening in Utah last year where they were in the race and they stayed in the race and they worked on that until it be, was clear that they weren't going to make it. And once that was clear, they traded away Mike, Mike Conley because they could get something. Um, yep. You know, if, if, if someone gives Ainge a good enough offer to shoot himself in the foot for this year to improve the long term, he will. But he's not going to sell short. He's not going to just zoom out and say long term is the only thing that matters. He does see the value in winning now. So, so yeah, they'll go for it until the moment someone makes him an offer he can't refuse, at which point they'll turn around and take. And we just don't and this know is- what other people will offer. You spot D- Danny Ainge was a, in Boston. The old rumor was he'd trade his own grandmother to make the team better. Like this is, yeah, he would literally trade, maybe trade a child. I have no idea what the man is capable of, but he is a very savvy GM when it comes to this. So he will always pivot long-term and he will do the best for Utah. And again, if whether that is Colin Sexton getting out of the team, which is, seems to be the biggest minutes hold up, but Keontae, especially like you said, in a 16 team league, like I'm going to just check his Yahoo. Uh, ownership. I remember seeing it the other day and it had gone down again. And that always intrigues me when guys have been playing well, getting up. I talked about it the other day that they're the sexy dress. Um, 27%. He's up 2%. Yeah. In the, yeah. Up 2% in the last day. Points are the sexy, are the sexy dress. Like they're the Julia Roberts and pretty woman points are the sexy red dress, Julia, who's, you know, there and all gussied up because you get attracted to this beautiful thing. You don't want this. You don't want the street big boots, unless you're into that kind of thing, kind of pretty woman. But, you know, points seem to be this like points and threes and free throw percentage. And you see these gaudy stats and maybe you see two rebounds and, and two or three assists and maybe a steal every other game. And you get really compelled by that. That's not to say that Jordan, uh, that Colin Sexton has been horrendous by any means. He's actually yeah, having yeah. the best run of his career at this current point in time. But that's also trade bait in many ways. That actually is the sexy dress to many GMs. They get to notice him. Is he reaching his potential? And if he is on the trade block, this is what makes him an attractive ad to other teams in the NBA, which then makes in fantasy, Keontae George an attractive ad once that move happens. So that's the impact of that real world in our fantasy world, which it is, especially when we're talking about pretty women. Today, I'm going to give Indiana and Portland, oh, look, Indiana all the way. Tyrese Halliburton is questionable. It's the back-to-back for them. And he was, this is his comeback so early from a grade one ankle sprain. It's ridiculous. Well, yes, but I mean, the, the, look, I'm no injury person and you got to be careful with the, the sort of Twitter injury experts because Mm -hmm. on, you know, on some level, they don't know any more than us, but they also do have databases. And when a Twitter injury person pulls up their database and says, you know, the average amount of missed time for a grade one ankle sprain is this, we can listen to that. And I think he's the average amount of missed time for a grade one ankle sprain would only have him out a couple more games. So it is early, but it's only a couple days early. I've people overreacted. The fear of him getting hurt, people had gone to even after the diagnosis came out. Once we had that diagnosis, people got a little too excited about TJ McConnell. He, in industry pickup league, I know this one as well, set the record for, was it three? I remember I saw the tweet, 350 something dollars. Yeah, he went for so much. He went for so much. What's your budget in that? Is it a a thousand? It's a thousand, but Yeah. yeah, I put in like, I put in like, I think I put in like 101 and I was like, this is high, but all right. Um, you know, what if, what if it's the long end of, of two and a half weeks? Yeah. I was really surprised he went so high. Yeah. He went really high. Cause I think that's the, that's the, this is also a guy who's been rumored to be traded as well, TJ McConnell, which is the other insane thing, but now he could possibly be traded again because he's more valuable. He's, he's, he's now good. valuable because he's good and he's a great backup point guard and, Again, teams like, again, all we're hearing is like people like the Lakers are looking for a point guard. Is it TJ McConnell or Tyus Jones? Is it someone dependable who can generate offense and play good basketball? With Halliburton coming back, TJ would be great for them. I would be really into seeing that, you know? And 
this is an interesting team today for Indiana. Questionable is Tyrese, Aaron Naismith, Benedict Matherin, Obi Toppin, and Pascal Siakam could be taking the floor for the first time. And I think that's what That'll we really want to see today. That'd be really fun to see this new lineup if they are fully healthy. Uh, Anthony Simons is questionable and DeAndre Ayton is probable. So that's just probably management. He probably might run out there, but Matisse Thibault's been injured. Dua Breath has been doing a really great job in the starting lineup as well. Yeah. They've, they've got some good young talent. Scoot Henderson. Are you buying stock? Or are you selling stock on Scoot Henderson? Yeah, I'm still I'm still buying stock. I'm I, you know, he's I, I think that anyone who holds on to that that status as, you know, a potential number one pick for multiple years, the track record, you know, there are players like, for example, Markel Fultz. And granted, everything that happened with Fultz is weird, but he also happens to be a good example for this. There are players who kind of come out of nowhere to be the number one pick. Um, but then there are players like Wemby who you knew they were going to be the number one pick when they were like nine years old. Um, Scoot Henderson was expected to be the number one or two pick for years. And he held that spot for years. And there are no concerns about his personality or maturity. Um, That is the profile of a player who I will hold on to more than 30 games into his career or whatever. Um, I'm going to need to see honestly, a year and a half or more of disappointment before I even consider selling on him. No, a hundred percent. I think he's been, I, look, I really think he's just a solid young human. Yeah. The way that he's tied himself to the Curry brand as well under that to have some mentorship in the NBA, he's conducting himself like a professional. And you yeah. might ask, what is, what is that? You guys are talking about fantasy basketball. What does that have to do with shit? Well, everything. Because yeah. generally speaking, when you're a professional, and you're doing your job well, you do your job well. And what is his job? It's playing basketball. It's getting better as a player. And the implications directly of that are that he lowers his turnovers, his field goal efficiency improves because he makes better decisions on the court, his points per game goes up, his assists per game go up, his shot gets better. He's been inconsistent from the free throw line, which is a little bit of a – I think that's just – it's it's so weird for him. Like he came when he was 100% from the line, I think his first three or four games. If I go back and look at his – and then he was – 500 and then he misses some randomly it's like it was it was really weird his free throw percentage i was i was really high on his free there there was a streak there where he was like one uh one two three four five five games he didn't miss a free throw on volume of four or five a game and then he was 500 and then again perfect and then four games of 500 missed one and it goes it goes in and then last time he hit five so it's just been this thing that we want to see but on volume, when he had nine, which is the most that he's had all season long on his 33-point game, he was seven, 770 from the field, so almost 800. So that's okay. We, we want to see that. So we want to see the maturity of Scoot come because I think he might slip in drafts next year because of that. And that's where I'm keeping my eye on him. Probably not like for this season, if you can get him, you can get him. Great. People are going to pick him up and drop him as well based on his efficiencies and his turnovers. So that's something to keep on your radar. But... Alex, I think he's someone to keep on your watch list for next season to see where he starts to go because he could fall a little bit and represent value. Again, we just need to see what happens in the guard spot with Shaden Sharp and Anthony Simons and Scoot. But if he gets the start next year in Portland, this is a guy who we could get it. Scoot could be really good late in the season. Yeah. And they will shut guys down again, most likely as well, Matty. 100%. Almost certainly. Almost certainly. They're, they're- yeah, they, they do it all the time. And we've heard um, Grant could possibly be traded as well, who they paid a bag to under the guise that Damian Lillard was going to stick around. And then because Jeremy's his mate, basically, it was jobs for mates payday. And then Damian got shipped off. So Dame's a buck now. So we never know what's yeah. going to happen there. And our last game of the day, uh, the Brooklyn Nets versus the Los Angeles Lakers, initially questionable. Uh, on the injury report was Mikhail Bridges to break his streak. It looks like he will play today, even if it's for two minutes and then he walks out with the surging Los Angeles Lakers. Back with what Darvin Ham has come out to said, this will be our starting lineup moving forward. The buy low window or the pick him up off the waiver wire because he was playing like shit has closed on D'Angelo Russell for now. Austin Reeves is playing better. Torian Prince seems to be the tenured small forward in the role here. I think the Lakers get the win there by 7 and 224. Mikhail Bridges, though, I'm curious on your thoughts there in the guards. 
do you th- is there a room and opportunity for him to get better for the rest of this season because he's been inconsistent? Um, I mean, there's room for him to improve his consistency, but I don't, I mean, I don't think, I think his ceiling is what we saw at the end of last year. You know, um, what his stats with Brooklyn last year, 26, four and a half rebounds, two and a half assists. Um, I don't, I don't really see a world where anything gets better than that but he hasn't been doing that so far this year. Uh, and so I do think that it's certainly possible that his numbers can, you know, his consistency can improve and he can get closer to, um, to that. Uh, you know, he, he, it, it's, it, I think that as, t- I don't think he's going to get all the way there, but I do think he'll get a little bit better um, down the stretch when some of the opponents get a little easier. Some of them get harder, but some of them get easier. Um, that, I, that's, that would be my my guess. And look, over on the season, he's ranked about 90th for the year, which has been a shame for all those people who took him in the two, the second or the third round, hoping for this this somewhat breakout from Mikael Bridges, or at least just more consistency from last year. Yeah. His averages have been down, which has been the disappointing thing, where he was like plus 500 he's below 450. And that's the biggest hit. You know, when the steals go away to under one, which they have, it's at 0.8 for the year. He loses that, I guess, that appeal that we loved from him. He was the arch, like he was the prototype for three and D back in his Phoenix days for so long. Like this was like, everyone wanted a Macau Bridges. Like GMs were saying, I need a Macau Bridges on my team. Yeah. I And and I think the GMs probably still should be trying to get him a call bridges on a team. The problem is you, you, he, he shouldn't be the number one option. Um, yeah. He's just McCall bridges is a, is a great player. I would love to have him on the Celtics. He, his, his contract is a bargain for the teams. Mm. Um, I, you know, he is underpaid, but he's, he's just not a number one guy. That's okay. <laughs> like They're, they're like, <laughs> 20 number one guys. There aren't even 30 number one guys. Several teams don't have one. Um, but he's, This is so he's true. We don't think about it like that. You, you're all, you're all star starting fives. There's 10 blokes straight away who are yeah. like, <laughs> I, I, this is literally your all star starting five. And then the replacements are probably number one guys as well. Like the first, next five guys off the bench. But that's kind of where you draw the line. Yeah. Like when you, like you start to look at it, when you look at the depth of the all star teams, like when you start to get to those last picks, it kind of tapers out. Let's just say your, your NBA all-star teams are the max for number one guys. Well, there's 24 yeah. and there's 30 NBA teams. If you're one of these guys who loves the meme, that math isn't mathing. No, the math is not math. <laughs> right. you know, there's, 20, there's 24 number ones in 30 teams. So six teams are going to miss out on a number one option. And it's quite possible that it's the Brooklyn Nets. He does yeah. need a better offset. Cam Thomas has disrupted that team. Yeah. Like, and... Like the other day, I saw the most egregious call for them down the stretch. They had a chance to win it or tie the game against Miami. And Jacques Vaughn didn't call a timeout when they got the ball with four seconds left. And basically, Mikhail Bridges had to dribble the whole length of the court and then guide into three guys. And they've been excellent off the timeout plays. I was just completely perplexed when I saw that. I had no idea what was happening in Brooklyn. All I know is that it's been a downtime. It's probably a buy a low window on Cam Johnson as well because he hasn't been playing well. And I think there's value for him at the back end of rosters, yep. you know, fringy top 100 player, but someone who people will probably be letting go. So keep your eyes for him on the yep. waiver wire. But at the same time, if you can trade for him for a nice little piece, I think he's going to get better as well. Cam Johnson, sorry, Cam Thomas has obviously eaten into both of their, yeah. their returns this season. I think that if we're going to talk about the Nets and we're going to mention Jock Vaughn, we should point out that, um, you know, comparing the Nets in their current form to the Nets last year, um, mm. they traded away James Harden. Like overall beard quality actually improved because what Jacques Vaughn has going on is magnificent. And oh my God. like, you know, James Harden un- might have oh. the nickname, but his beard is just like pretty objectively worse. Like, I, I, don't, I, can- I don't know. I don't know. Is anyone out there arguing for James Harden's beard over Jack Vaughn's beard? No. And can I actually, no, no, I'm, I'm literally, (laughs) I'm sitting here right now going, you've just hit it on the head. I was watching the, 
I was watching, I'm going to put a picture of Jack Vaughn up. I'm going to save one real quickly and bring it up here. I actually thought, and this was completely crazy that you and I have had the same thought at the same time, because I was watching the other day, uh, here we go. I'm going to upload a picture right here for it. Uh, I was watching the other day and they were, they showed a close up of Jacques and I was like, he just looks like a more, a more handsome, older version of James Hart. Yeah. And I think his beard is, and I'm like, I think his beard is, I think his beard is better. Oh, it's definitely I'm not better. sure. It's definitely I'm going to put it up. I just got a picture of, Jay, of Jack Vaughn's. I can't believe we're talking about Jack Vaughn's. Yeah. Here we go. Open. <laughs> but he looks There's like James more Harden. Important to talk about? <laughs> no, there he is. But if you look at, but if you look at James Harden, it's like looking like in a, a time machine. I like that you where, got who, a picture where he's arguing with the ref, so we can really do the James Harden comparison. <laughs> I, should, I, I should try and find one of those with James Harden as well, where he's arguing. I've, I've got a really fun. I've got, I've got a fun disgruntled one of him in a Philadelphia 76ers uniform, which I think is probably the more <laughs> impressive one, to be fair. But I was, I was like looking at him. If you can't look at that guy and don't think that that looks very much every bit like James Hart, like an older version of of this bloke, like. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> Time machine that. <laughs> Am I yeah. crazy? No, you're not crazy. Look at it. Young, young I mean, Jack Bourne. Harden's eyes. Current Jack Bourne. Harden's eyes are much bigger, but, but, <laughs> but it's not crazy. It's not just the beard. <laughs> and it's just so immaculately trimmed. And yeah. the grays are like symmetrical. Yeah. Like I've got some grays in mine and the salt and pepper, you know what it's like, Alex, you know, it kicks in just randomly. Yeah, I got the a little bit of a gray patch right here and then some gray, but maybe the man is not even symmetrical, at all. symmetrical. Oh, yeah. It's like he's the Reed Richards of beards. It's like these two perfect gray strips. Tune in, I next, love it. Tune in next week for more beard analysis. <laughs> <laughs> we should do, we should do like top three beards. Jacques Bourne number one includes coaching stuff. I think, um, the other um, big news as well, though, we should mention is that the Dallas and Golden State Warriors game has been postponed yes. um, in the wake, which is, that was a real shame to hear how that happened for the Golden State Warriors organization. I think our our hearts and our heads go to the, the families and, the, and just the players and the staff as well of this organization. It happened at a team dinner. Yeah. And that's just, that's just, when you hear that and the people around, it, it, it says have as deep. In, impact as well. Uh, to finish, they want a positive note. So our love and our blessings um, to their families. Hey guys, who has the best hair do in the NBA? Um, is it Reggie Bullock or no. Luke Cornett? Uh, can I just say, and I was, I'm going to check this. I actually think Cole Anthony looks so much more handsome with the loss of the dreadlocks. When I saw him in the new haircut, I was like, geez, Cole Anthony, you're a handsome bloke. And I was all for the dreads on Cole Anthony. Like that's been his staple. But yeah, shout out to him. I don't know, best hair do. Well, I, I, I do think you gotta sort of divide it. I like, um, hi baby. I, I told my child he could come when the little hand was on the five. Uh, and it's on the five. Well, you can get out of here learning how to use a clock. Um, Joe, one moment. Um, uh, hi, Joe. Look at his pants. Go <laughs> <laughs> no, get out of here. We gotta wrap it up. We gotta wrap up anyway. Um, I actually, I actually hair, thought you said you told Joe. I thought you told Joe that you could come on when we start talking about Jack Board's beard. That's the side. <laughs> the um I mean the best hair <laughs> the best hair. He's also not wearing any pants right now. The the best hair um <laughs> among it's it you do have to a little bit separate by race because I don't know how to compare like the Demonis hair to to anyone else. Amongst the white players, Demonis Sabonis, easily the best hair. Um, <laughs> I, I'm partial to Aaron Gordon's current. It's a little, it's a little yeah. um, shaggy with the, hey, Jojo, yeah. you say hi? Hey, Jojo. Hey, Daddy. Hello, Jojo. You jo -Jo. can say hi to the internet. Hi. Hello, internet. Hello, <laughs> Joe. That's super cute. I love the dinosaurs, buddy. Hey, do you, <laughs> like, you like basketball too, mate? We both have so, Yeah, we both have earrings. Do you like basketball, Joe? Yeah, um, no. No, do you think Aaron yeah, Gordon no. has nice hair? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. stop Aaron Gordon. By the way, I'm I'm liking what D'Angelo Russell has done, uh, Matt Carmody, with his the the redo of his thing up into the predator style bun. Yeah, it's a little bit better than the 
I don't know, man. It's like a full on like weave into a weave. Like I'm I'm vibing what D'Angelo's got going on right now. Uh, um, yeah. That's probably my favorite haircut one. Yeah. <laughs> we'll say thank you so much, man. It's been an absolute blessing and pleasure as always. Make sure, Alex, talk about what you're doing real quick. Give us some plugs so people can stay in touch with sure. you. Sure. Um, most of, A lot of what I'm doing involves this little guy. Um, but uh, every Friday I'm doing the waiver wire column on Rotowire and on CBS. Uh, so that came out you know, a couple hours ago. Go check that out. Uh, in in your CBS app, in your CBS app, or uh, on the CBS website. Um, hey, can I just say that is actually one of the best articles a week? Because it's no bullshit. No, I mean, it's no wait, the earphones in or out earmuffs. No, hi Joe. I think it's one of the best wave of wild articles out there. It's factual. You. you use it specifically, it. and also you try and lean away from I the most common you. ads. And I actually think you did that with Grayson Allen. I think it was one the other week. He was like, I know it's not a sexy pick, but I'm going to say Grayson Allen is one of the ways. And you were like, I'm going to make the case for the guy because he's yeah. Mariah. And it's just, you take everything out of it and make it logical. So make sure you follow. And at Reclean, R-I-K-L-E-E-N. The man is a fantasy basketball phenomenon and a great dad. Go, go. I'll, I'll just, I'll just <laughs> Thank you. Great to see you. Have a good week. We'll see you all soon. Take care. Comments. Thank you so much. Thanks again, guys. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you soon. Be well.